Thanks for listening to the River Claremont podcast. We pray you are encouraged by today's message. For more information or to stay connected with what's happening at the river, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the River Claremont. Hallelujah. You can have a seat. Last night, I spoke along the lines of having strong faith, great faith. I believe that we're seeing an awakening of people operating in, in, in absolutely incredible areas of faith. In the areas of faith, you have to grab this, that literally nothing is impossible. And now more than ever, we need people operating in true supernatural levels of faith where we literally do everything the Bible tells us we're supposed to do. Jesus said, greater works than me you'll do. So we have a high, lofty call from God to believe for bigger things. Amen? Is anybody in here, wave your hand at me if you've seen the dead raised before. Wave your hand at me. You've been there when dead, ra- the dead people raised up. All right, we got hands across the place. There's a lot of hands that aren't. Let's believe that every hand will be up as the Lord will use you supernaturally. Who's seen blind eyes open? Raise your hands. That person really has seen it. Amen. It was you. Come on, somebody. Give, her, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hey, look at God. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, tonight I want to talk to you about the key to breakthrough, but really the title of my message is you will not quit. You will not quit. Listen, 2020 didn't break you. 2021 ain't going to break you. And everything the devil could possibly throw at any child of God will not stop, break, or destroy you. You will always rise above it because the anointing of the Lord destroys every yoke of bondage. If you believe it, shout amen tonight. I believe it's an hour where people got to gird themselves up to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. We don't need, and I said it last night, I don't know if it's appropriate, but we don't need pansy believers. We don't need weak people in the body of Christ dragging us down. We need people of great faith that would lay hold of the principles of the word of God and step and carry it into this generation in mighty, mighty ways. Amen. I believe that that's you. Now, I want to start tonight talking about, like if I said a key to breakthrough, it's really the key to breakthrough is you just have to refuse to stop. Oh, praise God. Before I get anywhere else. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. We got some, we got some stuff to give out. All right, guys. Let's see here. Listen, I'm so excited about this. Everywhere we traveled for years and every minister that would come to our church, They would like almost all prophesy, you're going to write books. Now, either they were all totally legit or that's just something that everybody says when they come to preach at your church. But I was always like, man, I don't know. And then my dear friend, Charlie Shamp came to our church and he said, you're going to write books, but the Lord is showing me that they're going to be little books, short books. And I was like, finally, a true prophet of God. Like, I grabbed that word. If he was like, you're going to write coloring books for the Lord. I was like, yeah, baby. So it's the first book I ever read, wrote. It will not be the last book I wrote, write. But since it was my first book, I poured everything I could in simplicity for you to be a blessing to you, to encourage you. Everybody here, I firmly believe has a call of God on your life, and you can do awesome things. You just have to stop trying to compare yourself to everyone else out there and stop trying to be who you are not. You are, you are handmade from God. You are not like anybody else. The things God has called you to do cannot be found on the earth because you're the one that's got to bring them into the earth. You with me? If you're with me, shout amen. amen. I was driving today. My mom called me. My cousin I'm so blessed by this. That lives in Tampa. My mom's a Tampaite. And he read my book and it so shook him and so blessed him. He felt he wanted to start writing songs for the Lord. And he wrote a song to God because he read my book and played it for my family. And they were all in tears. It was so powerful. Man, that blessed my heart, man. I want to bless somebody with this book. 
Who in here, maybe you're like, man, I want to go to another level, but beyond that, I want to, I want to unlock in my life just an absolute love for who I am. Amen. I see this lady over here. Oh, this lady's dancing. I'll give it to you. You're going to dance. You might as well get it. You're going to write a little book too. See, look at that. It's already inspiring people. All right. Loudest yeller there. Come here. Listen, you can buy my book. It's another man's armor. You can buy it on Amazon. Yes, sir. Bless you, man. Go online right now and buy it. No, I'm just... What's that? Yeah, yeah, we got to move quick. All right. Who in here is an extra large? We want to bless someone with a Holy Spirit t-shirt. Extra large. Are you an extra large? We got someone running up here. Okay, you're an extra large. Listen, sport it with great joy because the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. This is a size large. We got a large right here. This is our Reborn to Win t-shirt. Oh, we got some shouters back here. Size small. We got the small. Let me see. Let me see the other one. We got two size smalls here. These are our Let There Be t-shirts. I'll give it to one of y'all. I love you, bro. What are you, size small? Come here. Size small, right here. This is our Let There Be hoodie. That's nice. That looks good on you, bro. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right. Man, this is like, this is like. I got to get this side over here. Size large. This person dancing back there, all the way right there. That, that girl right there. She had that one. That was it. This is our river, river sweatshirt. May you enjoy that. Double XL. Who's a double XL? This is our let there be. Our, our double XL denim Levi's jacket. Let there be. You're not a double XL, bro. Right here, I'll give it to you, bro, in the, in the blue. We just want it to be a blessing to you guys. You guys are awesome tonight. I pray that the Lord would bless everybody supernaturally with great things. Amen? It's fun to be a giver, isn't it? Who loves giving? All right. So tonight we're going to talk about the, just breaking through. Let me tell you, I remember one preacher said this, and it so shook me. He said, you can, you, there's a lot of people that will get around someone that carries an anointing to break through and ride behind them because they paved the way. But he said, there's coming a wave in the body of Christ of people that carry their own anointing to break through. Stop riding on the curtails of someone else, like someone trying to draft them on the highway. Step into your own calling. Rise up and realize that God wants to so infuse you with power that you would destroy the yokes of bondage in your generation yourself. Now, I want to read this because most people don't realize this. When I got saved, I thought breakthrough was a church term. And you know, like churchites, everybody knows this. You're so churchy when you say breakthrough. Breakthrough is not a church term. Breakthrough is a military term. Did you know that? Breakthrough, this is the true definition of breakthrough. You can find it on the online dictionary. You're welcome. Google tells you a lot of things. It says that a breakthrough occurs when an offensive force has broken an opponent's defensive line and rapidly exploits the gap. So the first thing you got to understand, you will never break through as long as you're in the defensive mode. The kingdom of heaven is an aggressive kingdom. It is not a sit back in fear and hodl kingdom. It is a take ground, keep taking ground, shake it, wake it, bake it, keep moving, keep going, keep plowing until the Lord calls you home. You've got to get offensive. You've got to get aggressive, not, not offensive like offensive person but be on the offense. It occurs when an offensive force has broken an opponent's defensive line. See, the enemy is trying to defend his territory, but he knows that the children of God can break it. Says usually a large force is employed on a relatively small portion of the front to achieve this. While the line from the enemy may have been held for a long while prior to the breakthrough, 
The breakthrough marks a relatively small time frame where the pressure on the defensive line leads him to snap in a very short time span. I prophesy the devil is going to snap on this nation. He's losing his grip. He is raveling. He's unraveling everywhere we look. I'm telling you, miracles are exploding across this nation at such a rapid advance. It is getting ridiculous for children of God. I'm telling you, you better just imagine tomorrow, you sh- if you have a pool, you should go and see if you levitate as you walk across it. We are at that level. Come on, somebody. We are at that level. We are breaking through. The enemy is snapping. It says, as the first defensive unit breaks, the adjacent units suffer adverse results from this spreading panic and threatening supply lines until they're ultimately, by the pressure, snap as well, causing a domino-style collapse of the entire defensive system. The defensive force thus evaporates at the breakthrough point, giving the attacker the force and the option to rapidly move troops into the gap and exploit the breakthrough in width and in depth or a combination of both. Let me tell you, what is happening right now is so exciting. Because literally, the wildest dreams, and you have had wild dreams, you have seen things that you thought maybe it was for the millennial reign of Christ, let me tell you, no, expect it in 2021. Things are so cooking on the spiritual level right now. For those of us that are willing to be bold and courageous and stop hiding in our basements, but rise up with faith on the inside and look the enemy in the eye and say, you will not succeed in your maneuvers and put pressure. We're going to break through and snap the line of defense. Which, what's it going to look like? It's going to look like churches overflowing as people are crying out to God. It's going to look like fields like this with thousands of people on it in America today. It's going to look like front page newspapers writing about all the miracles that are happening because it is so many they cannot deny it any longer. If you believe it, shout amen. Are you a part of that? I believe you are a part of that. I believe that you are a special breed of believer. I believe that you are pleasing to the Lord, that your faith moves his heart, that your desire for the word is what keeps you moving forward. And the Holy Spirit on the inside of you has well equipped you for this hour. Listen, across this field, most of us should be dead, but we ain't dead. Come on. The devil tried a hundred different ways to kill you. You're still sitting here smiling. You're still sitting here laughing in his face because the enemy has no power to stop you. Listen, there's nothing left to fear. He's thrown it all, including the kitchen sink. And you dodged that and told him to do the dishes while he was at it. Somebody say, that's me you're talking about. Come on, you're unbreakable, unsinkable, undestructible. If you refuse to quit, you become unstoppable. You will not quit. You haven't quit up till now. And you will not quit. No matter what you face, the anointing on the inside of you will cause you to rise above. New level, new devil. Bring it on because every other devil is crushed and beneath my feet. And I prophesy it's going to be a stairway in your life as you walk up the enemy's obstructions to go to a higher place in God. I feel fire. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but someone might actually run around this field tonight. Listen, it feels that intense right now. I put on my running shoes just in case this happened to me. I feel expectation. You're not going to quit. In your mind, things have been coming against you. Pressure. All sorts of stupid thoughts. I tell people, I I call it Trash Talk Radio 666 with your host, Lucifer. Everybody has the radio station that sometimes tries to play in their head. Or in their soul, you're not good enough. You're ugly. You're a loser. God's not with you. I told you the Lord would abandon you. You gave too much. You gave too little. You didn't preach enough. You're a coward. You're a loser. All the things. Let me give you a spiritual secret. 
when Rocky Balboa, oh, we went there tonight. Mm. Oh, uh, uh. Adrian! It's getting thick in here right now. Pastor Dunn went to the glory realm. That's right. Rabababata. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Okay. When Rocky Balboa was training to fight the Russian, who outmatched him in every single way, Mick, his trainer, did not say, Rocky, I believe you could do it. Mick said, you're a loser, Rocky. You can't even catch a chicken. So let the devil's lies become the reverse psychology where every time he says you can't do something, let it be a newsflash. That's exactly what you're going to do. Thank you for exploiting your weakness to me, devil. Because where I am weak, I am made strong by the anointing of the Lord. You can't stop this. Shakarabraka. I feel it. I'm hovering over on this side because I feel like there's faith over here. These are my peeps right here. Is this side on fire tonight? Are you excited? Are you going to press through? Is this going to be a year of breakthrough for you? My God! Let it light them up, Jesus. Light them up, Jesus. Listen, I want to talk to you about great effort tonight. If there's anything that could be added to great faith, it's a fortitude to actually do something and to not stop because it's taking longer than you thought it should take. Just because you're uncomfortable, you're stretched thin, you feel like you're running on empty does not mean it's time to quit. It means it is time to discover that it was never something you could do on your own. That it always required going to a place where you truly leaned your entire person upon the Spirit of God that equips you to get the job done. Too many people quit when opposition comes. Too many people blame it on God and say they felt a shift. I just feel like the Lord shifted me. There was a breath, a wind, a wave, an atmospheric change, whatever you want to call it. But the truth is you have a track record of changing your mind. And not staying consistent. If you want a breakthrough in your life, dig your feet in, rear back, and fight the good fight of faith. And charge with everything you've got. Because God will equip you to get the job done. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. Come on, I feel some of you have been pushing, pushing, pushing. May the defensive line snap in Jesus' name. And may you exploit it like you've never dreamed you could exploit it before. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13. It says, be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Say firm in the faith. One time the Lord told me to do something. Well, actually many times he's told me to do something. And I've discovered that oftentimes when the Lord tells you to do something, it is something you don't feel adequately equipped to do. And it's uncomfortable. Anybody relate to this? It's like, it is uncomfortable. Let's just be honest. Come on. Like, you are not comfortable. I mean, you're trying to be like in faith. But if you were to just really just be honest, you'd be like, man, I'm stretched. I feel uncomfortable right now. I don't know that I'm the one to get the job done. Anybody ever felt the Lord took you there? Yep. Well, one time I was complaining to God, unlike anybody on this field, because you have never done that, because you're amazing, and you have great faith, and you're perfect in every way, like Mary Poppins. Me, on the other hand, I'm more like the hunchback from Notre Dame. I'm going to get there. But I was complaining to the Lord, and this is what God said to me. I said, I said, God, why is it always you're stretching me and it's always so uncomfortable? I just want a season where it's easy. And the Lord said, you can either have it easy and do nominal things for me or be uncomfortable and do great things for me. And instantaneously I said, Lord, I repent. I thank you for the stretching and the uncomfortable things in my life for they will produce great fruit for heaven. You can't 
operate in faith, when it's easy to you, you get lazy. But when it's stretching you, you stay in faith. It says, be on guard, stand firm in the face, faith, be courageous and be strong. Think about when Joshua took the promised land. The Lord said to him, just as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. God was mighty with Moses. He did supernatural signs and wonders. And he told Joshua four or five times, be strong and very courageous. Be bold and very courageous. Listen, may this generation be the most bold and courageous generation in the realms of faith and to face the enemy head on. The times of hiding in the shadows are over for the body of Christ. We will shine with the glory of the Lord. We will shine on the midnight, in the midnight hour. We'll shine on the rooftops. We'll shine on the hills. We'll shine in the valleys. We'll shine in the political realm. We will shine in the business realm. We will shine in ministry. We're gonna shine, baby. You ain't seen nothing yet. But the children of God are about to break through in mighty ways. In the ESV, the English Standard Version, it actually says, act like men and be strong. And I kind of like that. I can't tell you how to act like a woman. That's my wife's job. It would not be very good if I told you how to act like a woman. Now you want to do this and you want to do that. It's out of my wheelhouse, people. There's some uncomfortable places even the good Lord won't take you. (laughs) Which this generation needs to know that. (laughs) it's getting awkward in this field tonight look at your neighbor say he went there (laughs) no no you're not a woman no you are not I don't care how much estrogen you take, you are still a dude. (laughs) Dude looks like a lady. (laughs) Listen, if 2020 showed you anything, stop trying to cater to what they tell you is normal. I am done playing your politically correct game. I cannot stoop to that level of stupidity. I am sorry. You tell me to follow science, then you say that science doesn't apply. Listen, pick one and win a prize, people. Okay? I know what type of dog it is when my dog has puppies. We can look, we can identify that is a male. But 2020, man, look at the cancel culture. Look at everything they're trying to pump right now. Everything, hate speech, they're trying their best to silence the church. But the more they try, the more the lion of the tribe of Judah is going to roar, baby. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. I feel fire on this field. Jesus! It's about to get so epic for a child of God. I'm talking just epic. You're going to be going to the mall and people are going to run up to you. They're going to be like, pray for me. I'm a sinner. You're going to lay hands on them. They're going to fly across the food court. Hot dogs are going to fly. Corn dogs going in the air. Lines coming up. Bodies being healed. Deaf ears opening. Blind eyes seeing. Somebody grab us tonight. I feel fire. Oh, it's cooking, baby. It's like a jambalaya from the Lord. It's been simmering and it's getting hot. Hotter than you've ever had before. Jesus. I I nearly ran. I nearly ran just there. It was like, whoa. But it is a big field. And you know, like, I love the Lord and all, but cardio, there's just some lines. That you're like, God, I'll jump for you. But running a mile, let's talk about this. We need to warm up to these things. Now, for real, 2020 showed you live like this is your last year to live. Stop catering to a demonic world 
that has done everything to shame you and put you down and tell you something's wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. God has equipped you. He has called you. He loves you. He's anointed you. And you are not full of hate. You are full of love. You are moved by love. That's why when they mock you, you're still drawn with compassion to them. That when they make fun of you, you're still on your knees before the Lord saying, God, save my generation, God. Because there's something on the inside of you that this world cannot comprehend and has no power, no authority to remove. And that's the love of God. It's potent. It's unbelievable. It's undeniable. And it never fails. You will not fail. If you believe it, shout amen. Listen, Romans 8.28 says, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Amen? There's a saying we hear oftentimes that says, all things happen for a reason. Ever heard it before? Really, people use that. I'm just going to say it because I'm unfiltered. A lot of Christians use it to explain a bad season of their life trying to say that the Lord is going to teach them a lesson through it. Which really is an underway, under, undercut way of blaming it on the Lord and not taking ownership for the decisions you made to get to the place you're at. Too many people sit there and pick on their father up above, the heavenly father. Well, everything happens for a reason. God's just putting me through this and this trial and this tribulation. No, you have to take ownership for your life. Where you are right now is the sum total of what you've done in the past to get here. You had to make a decision to get in your car or get in someone else's car to be here tonight. And I pray that the Lord honors that decision and equips you to keep going stronger than you've ever been before. But what I want to encourage you for is, with tonight is, listen, you want to do great things for God, you will have to put the rubber to the road and you're going to have to roll up the sleeves and you're going to have to put effort behind all the shouting of your life and actually go out and do something for God. We got quiet on this field right now. It's truth. Let me tell you, I've been shocked at the youth lately that they sit back. And I'm not trying to pick on you. I love you with the love of the Father. But they sit back and take the blessing of God as though the Lord's going to bless them while they sit down and do nothing. God's blessing will overtake you, which means while you're running and doing something, the blessing will catch up to you. It doesn't mean when you sit on your rear end, you could expect the Lord to meet you there. You want to break through. You're going to have to rise up. You're going to have to look the enemy in the eye, and you're going to have to be the one to charge forward. Are you with me tonight? It's time for the body of Christ to be the body of Christ and take territory. Amen. Another thing people say is if it's God's will, it'll happen. God's will is that none should perish, but all have everlasting life. Yet many are choosing hell every single day. Just because God wills something in your life, just because a prophet declares you're going to do great things, does not mean you're going to do those things. You still have free will, and you have to freely choose to put your feet to the road and make this thing happen. Now, it's not just in your own strength. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. The Lord will equip you and help you along the way. But you have to open your mouth and do it. Everything in the kingdom of God is a faith principle. You want to tap into great blessing financially, you've got to understand that you've got to actually give. You want to tap into areas of seeing deaf ears here, you're going to have to actually pray for deaf ears. You want to see the dead raised, you're going to have to be the one in an uncomfortable situation where a dead person is in front of you and everybody's mocking you saying God won't do it. And you've got to gird up your loins and say, the Lord my God has put me in this place to make a difference. I say to you, arise and walk. Say I'm called in the ministry. Well, you're going to have to put some effort into that. These things don't come freely. You have to fight the good fight of faith. You've got to put some effort into the things of God and then let God breathe upon what you put your hand to. The Bible says he will bless whatsoever you put your hand to, not what you rest your butt upon. Amen? We're talking about you will not quit. You are not a quitter. You are not a quitter. You've never been a quitter. 
there is a resolve on the inside of all of us that we have not yet even tapped into yet. As far as we've gone, I'm telling you, there is still more. Equipping by the Spirit of God. And you can do greater things still. Do you believe it? Shout amen. Listen, obtaining your dreams has more to do with you than with God. God is with you. He has given you extreme advantages above others that may be your competition for your dream. But at the end of the day, it's your head that hits the pillow and it's your hands that do the work. God's will is that none should perish but many choose hell. So you're going to have to choose to fight and make something of your life. It's time for Christians to be intentional to take back territory. Are you with me? We've picked on politicians for a long time, but where are the Holy Ghost believers that will fight to get in that arena and take back ground? We, we pick on public schools, but I have sat with public school teachers called of God, equipped by God, and placed in a system that is constantly trying to push Christ out as they fought to keep Christ in there. And they're praying through the nighttime. Let me tell you, God is not a God of the defense. He's a God that equips people to take territory. Stop letting the enemy take the ground from this generation and say enough is enough. We draw a line in the sand. It will not get worse. The tide is turning and it's going to get sweeter than it's ever been before. Jesus. Now listen, I've learned a very simple and very real truth. Your greatest desires that the Lord has put on the inside of you often hide right behind your greatest fears. It is something you feel uncomfortable doing. It is something you feel unable to do, unqualified to do, whatever it is. Fear does not come from God. So you have to understand that that is not coming from God. It's coming from the enemy that is doing his best to discourage you from actually putting your feet to the ground and moving in the area that you feel the Lord leading you to move into. And you will meet opposition. Trust me, you will. People of faith, the Bible tells you, you can expect opposition. It is scriptural to be challenged regularly from the enemy. But it is not in the Bible where you will be defeated every single time. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. You are the head and not the tail. You are above. You're not beneath. Come on. He's with you. He's for you. He's about you. He's throughout you. He's equipped you. He's touched you. He's poured his spirit into you. He's given you his word. He's given you his name. He's given you everything that is necessary to fight and dominate in life. So take dominion. Rise up and use the key that God has given you and fight for what the kingdom of God needs to see happen right now. Amen. I'm telling you, it's an hour where the enemy is losing his grip. I feel it. It's a shakiness by the kingdom of darkness right now. It's shaky, which means it is easy picking for children of God to start tapping into areas that we need to tap into. Amen. I pray that as I speak tonight, the Lord would even awaken dreams on the inside of you here that God has equipped you and put something in you to do, but you have let it lie dormant. It will lie dormant no longer. 2021, you are going to tackle that thing head on and you're going to see the hand of the Lord do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could expect or ask. Jesus, you're going to have to face your fears sometimes. Fear grips many people and it holds them captive. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, 16, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that one failure for a child of God is not an adequate reason to quit. You're going to trip up. You're going to fall. If you're going to fail, I always tell people, fail big. Nobody cares about small failures, but people talk about big failures. Come on, somebody. Like the dude that created the Segway and then drove it off a cliff, he will be remembered. For many generations, if the Lord tarries, remember the idiot that made the Segway and drove it off the cliff. Yeah, I remember that guy. If you're going to fail, fail big. If you're going to do something, do something big. Stretch out. 
Believe for bigger things. Keep pushing forward. Don't settle for what the world tells you you are supposed to settle for. Know that you're a child of God, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation called to show forth the glory of God in this nation today. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Are you with me right now? Sometimes when you talk about what you're supposed to do, people don't like it. They want to talk about what the Lord's going to do, but not about what you're supposed to do. Come on. But we have to, our part to play too. Amen. It's time for us to do our part and watch God do his part. And we will see great things in this generation. I feel it, man. I do feel it. You trip up, you fall flat on your face. Don't worry. The Lord will pick you up, dust you off. Breathe the spirit back into you. And the next time you will take greater ground than you dreamed you could take the first time. Amen. Amen. Failing big is more exciting than tiny successes anyways. Big failures are the breeding ground for world changers. I think they said of Walt Disney that he went bankrupt like seven times. Not that he's a great example for people of faith. But to go bankrupt seven times and keep fighting ahead. Now everybody knows who Walt Disney is. Everybody knows his creation of Mickey Mouse. All because the dude simply wouldn't quit. He didn't get the memo. Stop getting the memo from the world. Stop taking the memo from the devil. And realize, no, nothing can take you out. As long as there's breath in your body, God has equipped you to do greater tasks. If you believe it, grab a hold of it tonight. You're going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. God is equipping this generation with a fortitude and a strength on the inside to stand against adverse circumstances and keep their heart pure, their eyes focused, their feet on the ground, and keep pushing forward. And God is doing that because he is planning on returning very soon. Things are heating up in this hour. So there's a multiplication and a release from God to do things swiftly and suddenly like we have never seen before. So you can expect, I'm telling you, if you would grab this word tonight, a year from now, you would not recognize your life. Two years from now, it would be better than you could ever dream or imagine. And three years from now, many people would be talking about what the Lord has done in you and through you because you grabbed a hold of this principle. You are unstoppable. You will not break. So test the limits of the realms of faith. See how much you can do for God. Work hard while it's still day because the day will come when we will no longer be able to work. The Bible says, do your best to redeem the times. Come on, there's a call from God to draw a line in the sand. Look the devil in the eye and say, no, God will return to a glorious bride that is shining with the glory of God. And this nation will be a nation that knows his name, knows his ways, and knows the glory of our God. Because we're going to show it to them. Amen? Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 16. This command I'm giving you today. Deuteronomy 13, 11 through 16. Is not too difficult for you. This is what the Lord says. The command I'm giving you today is not too difficult for you. It is not beyond your reach. It is not kept in heaven so distant that you must ask who will go up to heaven and bring it down so that we can hear it and obey it. It is not kept beyond the sea so far away that you must ask, who will cross the sea to bring it to us so we can hear it and obey? No, the message is very close at hand. It's on your lips and it's in your heart so that you can obey it. Now listen, today I am giving you a choice between life and death between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God, to keep his commands, his decrees, and his regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you and the land you are about to enter into and occupy. Somebody grab that for your life. It reminds me of when the Lord took the prophet to the valley of dry bones. And God could have raised the dry bones up, but he didn't do it himself. He looked at the prophet and said, you prophesy to these bones 
so that it comes. What did God say? I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to a power that works in you. The kingdom of heaven is on the inside of you. Oh, you carry the most potent, explosive dynamo that this world has ever seen. Somebody it's not far away. You don't have to go on a missions trip to Haiti to climb up a mountain and sacrifice a chicken. You don't have to go far over there. It's already on the inside of you. He has already equipped you. All you've got to do is believe it, receive it, and press forward to the land he's called you to occupy. Take ground in Jesus' name. Huh. What does this mean? It means that where you are right now, right now, whether it's financially, whether it's in your ministry, whether if you're a student here and you came here because you're believing to do ministry, but you're a first generation like me, you have no idea what you're going to do. Listen, you're not going to figure it out by sitting back trying to look at someone else. You're going to do it as you gear up and just take whatever God has given you today and use all that you can with that and watch God multiply your talents. When I came to Bible college, man, I felt like the biggest loser that has ever walked the planet. And I'm just being honest with you. I'm not trying to get a pity party. Sometimes when you share these things, people come to you afterwards and be like, we love you. You're not as bad as you think you are. Stop. I'm over it, people. I've moved on. Okay? <laughs> but in the world... I was like really good at everything I did. At a young age, I was promoted. I was always put over people. It was management positions. Uh, wealth was coming to me at a young age. And then I get saved and I come to Bible school. And I did everything wrong. Literally everything you can do wrong, I did it wrong. I did the stupidest stuff. We were giving away a scooter one time. I jumped on the scooter and then I was in the lobby acting like I was riding it. Just having fun because I'm a goofball. And Pastor Jennifer looks at me like, what is wrong with you? And I lift my leg up because I could tell by her look, I'm not supposed to do this. And I realize as I'm lifting my leg up, there's a giant sign on the seat that says, do not sit. And I was like, how did I not see this? As I sat my butt upon it. I did everything wrong. One time, and I don't know why, I like to run on chairs. I don't know where this comes from. But I ran from the sanctuary right into all the chairs. There was, I thought it was empty. Nobody's there. I'm just going to run across the chairs and I'm going to scream like an idiot. Because that's what you do when you're me. So I'm running across the sanctuary chairs. La, 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 la. And as I'm halfway across, I look to the pulpit and realize there was a pastoral meeting going on. And literally every pastor on staff was looking at me like, this boy got a demon. One of them's like, no, it's legion. What do you do when you're full sprint across chairs and you see this? You slowly stop running. You step down off the chairs. You wave and you just turn and walk out. I mean, what else is there? And then you wait for the call and you students know the call. The dean needs to see you. Of course he does. Of course he needs to see me. Why doesn't he put a cot in his office? Because I live there. What is wrong with you, son? I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I, I always felt complete before I came here. Other people like me. Everything you could do wrong, I did wrong. And then there was this group of students that were well-loved. Pastor Allen was one of them. He was the man, which of course he's always been the man. Well, they're like the elite group of students that are the armor bearers and they have all these tasks. And then there's me. And they're like, could you? I remember one time the power of God's falling. I mean, I'm like crying to the Lord and someone taps my shoulder and I'm thinking someone's got a word for me. Oh, it's going to be good. And because I was so hungry for a word from the Lord and they look at me and they're like, the toilet's overflowing in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, there's stuff everywhere. You're going to need to go take care of that. I mean, the person beside you is like, fire! 
the pastor's like, right now, everyone that remains in this room is going to another level. And they're like, you need to leave the room. And you need to deal with the really nasty, stinky problem in the bathroom right now. And the whole time, all you're thinking is, I, keep a good heart. I've got a servant's heart. Servants in the kingdom of God are, are actually the highest in the kingdom of God. I'm, I'm not going to lose my cool. I'm going to mop this thing up. I'm going to clean it so much you could eat off of this toilet. And I'm going to go back into the service. True story. One time, I was in, I got to sit in the service. That was a win. <laughs> Anytime you actually get to sit in it, you're like, praise God, something, something might happen right now. <laughs> Daddy in the room. If you're hungry for a word of God, let me give you a word of advice. Wear bright colors. Wear like a neon flashing light. It draws the attention of the man of God. He'll see your little Santa Claus, even though it's June, and he'll be like, something's wrong with this guy. But still, he'd be drawn to it and give you a word. I'm on the row, and the, the man comes forward, and he's like, you. And I was like, you know, he had like a little bit of a crooked finger, but I was like, it's me. Bro, it's me this time. It is me. So I light up. This is actually on, they actually had footage of this. Thank God they haven't digitized this stuff for the whole world to see little old me have that, you know, the look of shame come upon you. My face lights up. I lean forward. And then the man of God says, no, 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 not you. Scoot out of the way. So if you're sitting there thinking like, oh, it's easy for you to not quit. You don't know what I've been through. Well, you don't know what I've been through. You weren't there the day. <laughs> Get out of the way. Sit over there. What's wrong with you? You have a legion, boy. I don't. I don't think so. And so I, I remember feeling like the biggest loser in the kingdom of God. You know, like if God is looking for the loser, here I am, Lord. At which point, your ideas of what God is going to do with you have slipped very far from a worldwide ministry to you're like, maybe one day I'll be able to usher here. <laughs> they might just let me catch once or twice. Cannot wait for that day. And I remember a message that shook me. It was the message of the parable of the talents. And there are many people that you do come across that are so talented. My gosh, their pinky finger has more talent than your entire body. Just think of that. What was that painter? Let's put a little happy tree here. Bob Ross. Let's put a little happy tree over here. A little happy bird. Dude's like, it's like a grand finale painting in three minutes. I sit there and I'm like, I mean, it looks worse than a three-year-old. So obviously, I really got into modern art because that's, you can interpret whatever you want from it. I call it coloring outside of the lines. But the parable of the talent shook me because I was looking at people with many great talents quit. They quit. They had prophetic words. They had talents. They had gifting. There was people behind them. People believed in them. The call of God was evident when you looked upon them. But they did not have the fortitude to stick it out. They quit. And then there was me. That the only talent I felt I had. I actually even said to the Lord, I feel like I only have a half talent. And the only talent I felt I had was that I'm a hard worker because I was raised on a dairy farm. And I know how to get up in the morning. I know how to put my hand to a plow. And I know how to keep my attitude right even when you're dealing with poop from cows. And so I remember telling the Lord, if all I can do is work hard for you, 
you can count on me to be a worker in the army of the Lord. Anything you need done, I will rise in the morning. I will stay up late at night and I will give 100% to your kingdom, God, because I am living for you and not for the appraise of men. Let me tell you, the key to this is that if you want to see God increase you, start with what you've got. Faithfulness of what you actually have right now is the key to breakthrough in your life. Stop asking God for more if you're not willing to use what he's already given to you. Well, say, what does that look like? It looks like being a person that shows up. Like a person that prays in public and in private. Like a person that reads the word in your private time. A person that encourages a believer, a person that gives beyond your level, a person that, that does all that you can for the kingdom of God, always pushing the level. Think about the Macedonians. When Paul needed a breakthrough in his ministry, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to Paul in a dream, forbidding him to go to these places until he showed him a vision of a man from Macedonia saying, come to us here. So Paul takes the journey by the Lord to the Macedonians. At that time, they were the poorest city around. Dire poverty, the Bible says. And that was the place that God sent Paul to get a financial miracle. Because these people may not have had a lot of wealth, but they had a fortitude to give beyond their level of giving. The Bible says they, they gave beyond what they could give. And because they partnered with Paul, he went from having a minuscule effect in the city of Corinth to shaking and turning the city of Ephesus upside down. Because the Bible says that in Corinth, he made tents and could only preach on the Sabbath day. But in Ephesus, because the poor Macedonians that had a heart to give and nothing else going in their life other than to see Paul do great works for God, gave so radically to him, he taught daily. And in two years, three months, turned the city upside down. Y'all ain't getting this tonight. You better grab this right now. Sometimes people miss the supernatural because they look for the spectacular. You miss what God has in store for you because you're trying to jump three steps ahead of where you're actually at. Let me tell you, God has great things in store for you, but the faithfulness to be where you're at right now and give all that you've got is the key to great breakthrough in your life. People stop before they're even ready to stop. Too many believers stall out. Pastor Eric Gagnon used to always say this, if you ever find yourself outside of the will of the Lord, Go back to the last clear thing God told you to do and be faithful to start doing it again and watch what God will do. We're giving you a key to breakthrough tonight. You're not a quitter. You will not quit. You have not quit. Quitting is not in your DNA because your Father in Heaven has never quit one time. So it is not in your nature to quit. What is in your nature is to rise and rise again and again and again and again and to grow and to grow and expand and to take ground. Because that's who you are in Christ Jesus. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. Come on, somebody. Father, I feel your presence on this field tonight. Lord, I pray that you would equip your people. May a fresh wind of God come upon them to encourage them to keep fighting the good fight of faith, that they would not stop, that they would keep fighting and keep going. Acts 5, 38 says, my advice is this, leave these men alone, let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, if you're acting on the call of God on your life, no matter how big the opposition is. No matter how many armies stand against you and the promised land, no matter if there's giants in the land or there's fortified cities with walls many miles wide, none of that can stop you if you're acting on the call of God upon your life. This man said, our lives are what we, uh, uh, or, he said, 
It will soon be overthrown if it's in man, but if it's from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. Acts 5, 38 through 39. You may even find yourself fighting against the Lord. God is with you. The Lord has been with you from the time you were being formed in your mother's womb. He has been faithful. He has never quit on you. So do not quit on God. Students, fight the good fight. Married people, fight the good fight. Business people, fight the good fight. Teachers, fight the good fight. Come on. Do not give ground to the enemy right now, but rise up with the authority that Christ has called you to walk in and take the territory that this generation needs to see taken back. Jesus. You know, many people ask God for a breakthrough in their lives. And I grew up on a dairy farm, as I said. And there are two seasons on a dairy farm that are like extra work. You're always working. You're always milking cows all the time. But then there's a season where you're actually planting corn. We would plant soybeans. We plant all these things. Planting season is exhausting. You're tilling the ground. You're fertilizing the ground. You're getting all these things ready. Then you're planting. And it's day in, day out, prepping, putting seed in the ground so that you will have a harvest. But if you're scared of the work, you will never have a harvest come back to you. Secondly, when that, fruit, uh, when that seed has grown and matured and produced what it's supposed to produce, harvest season is actually a heavy labor season. You've been asking God for a breakthrough. So why would you shirk away from the work that he set before you to do? Because the work is the harvest that you have sown in order to achieve. So rise up, roll up your sleeves, look at the work before you and say, I will not grow weary and well-doing, but I will continue to work for the Lord God Almighty and I will produce great harvest in Jesus' name. The apostles were exhausted following Jesus. Just like all of us are exhausted when we follow Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. The guy operates on another level. Let's all just admit it. But they were exhausted. And there was people that were hungry. Thousands of people that were hungry. And Jesus looks at them because the apostles said, Could you please send them away? Come on. So that we can get some rest. And we can get some food. And Jesus says, you feed them. Think about this. That there are moments that you will be at a place so physically exhausted. Fighting to take the territory God has called you to take. That you have to make a decision. Will you quit and say that you'll come back to it tomorrow? Or will you do what Jesus has called you to do and gear up and pull something from the inside of you that is beyond the natural realm and get a refreshing from God to do what you're called to do and supply what needs supplied in that time? They were exhausted. Jesus said, feed them. They complained. But the greatest miracle that they had probably seen up till date happened in a place where they had to labor intensively to get there. Church, God has equipped you. He has strengthened you. He has given you everything necessary in order to take ground in this nation right now. And anywhere we've seen the generations before us lose ground, you cannot blame the Lord for it. I was preaching up in Alaska and a man came to me. He said, why doesn't God move like he moved in the 90s? I said, first and foremost, because you're in the middle of nowhere in Alaska. There's three people here. So even if all of you started screaming, the combined total would still be very weak. <laughs> Secondly, God has never stopped moving. He's never stopped moving. There was not a great open window at some time that the rest of us don't have. God has been breathing across the nations of the world. He has been raising the dead every single day. He's been 
curing blind eyes, opening deaf ears. He is God. That is his nature. You cannot stop him from doing that. He will always do those things. Anywhere the gospel is preached, signs and wonders will follow the preaching of that word. Amen. You can't stop God. You can't stop him. But the devil knows if he can convince you to stop, then you will stall out on what God has in store for you. But let me tell you, tonight, I pray a fresh wind of the anointing come upon you. I pray the glory of God would fill you to the top with a supernatural refreshing from God. Father, you are the resurrector. You resurrect the dreams that have lied dormant and died on the inside of your children tonight. Raise them back up in full front in front of them. May their eyes have the eyes of faith to see the things that you have called them to do. To instill in them the faith to fight and take the territory you've called them to take. I prophesy, God, that 2021 will be marked by an increase of the children of God. The harvest is coming in. Souls upon souls. Churches will be overflowing. The glory will be falling. Miracles will be breaking out. It's going to get out of the hands of man and into the hands of God. But Father, I thank you for a fortitude by the Spirit of heaven for this generation to not quit. That as the greater the opposition has come, greater the standard the Lord raises up against them. You are that standard. You are those chosen from God. You are not here by mistake. You are not here by accident. You are here because you've been handpecked by the one that knew everything that you are and equipped you with everything that he needs. Jesus, Jesus. Father, I pray for ministers, those that are here that feel the call of God in the ministry. I pray that you would equip them with a fire on the inside to break down every door and every chain that has tried to hold them back from operating in that call. Break down those prison walls. Come on, somebody. It's the midnight hour. And the jailers are looking at the prisoners saying they've got us. But they didn't count on Paul and Silas praising God in the midst of what seemed like defeat. And our earth shook. May a shaking come across this nation right now. Oh, the fire of God is falling on this field right now. This whole group right now. Jesus, y'all been pressing in all night. Fire. My gosh. It's intense. intense right now my whole body is trembling man God is lighting people up across this field tonight there's coming a refreshing there's coming a refreshing you there's coming a refreshing there's coming a refreshing Jesus Jesus that's it fire fire Rata, Randa, Mamba, Lebre, Vite, Sike, Ro, Sabalelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelel
Saturate them, oh God. Jesus. Fire, 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 fire. More, 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 more. Thank you, Jesus. You're pressing in, pressing in, you're pressing in. You can't, you can't press in too much. You can't boast too much. You can't hype God. Hype would indicate that you boast that he can do what he can't do. As big as you want to try and hype it, he can do bigger than that. Man, I'm telling you, we ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Jesus, we ain't seen nothing yet. Jesus, 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 it's fallen. There it is. Yeah, tonight. Oh, rambamba le 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 kata. Fire. So much. So much in front of every single one of you to do. So much he has in store for you. So much, so much, so much, so much, so much, so much. Jesus. 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 You know, the Bible says despise not the days of small beginnings. To start something means you're going to have to plow. You're going to have to work. You're just going to have to, you're just going to have to gear up. And even when no one can see it, you see it by the spirit of God and you push to pipe and break that thing through. It says despise not the days of small beginnings. But you should despise, despise a life of small things because God has not called you to that. And I don't say anything to make fun of people. My prayer is that God would encourage you mightily. May he encourage you mightily. May he equip you preciously. May his love just be so on you. May he wrap you in his arms so that you feel the equipping of his love his presence upon you. You're not alone. You're not alone. That's why you can do these things. That's why you can do these things. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mamba sete le bebete. Oh, my mamba kasabata. Thanks for listening to the River Claremont Podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in seeing lives touched and changed by the love and power of Jesus, you can give online at www.riverclaremont.com. Your prayers and financial support are changing lives.